Welcome to Fanatics Football, the football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate and Mete. What's up, guys? What's up? Hey, All right. In today's episode, we're going to recap the Super Bowl. I believe it's Super Bowl 56. And yeah, it was a great Super Bowl, really tight game. Uh, we'll talk about the entire game. Uh, we'll talk about um, the great victory the Rams had. And then right after that, we'll move into handing out some more fantasy awards, this time to running backs. So, um, yeah, let's just hop right into it. Get right to the Super Bowl. Um, it was the L.A. Rams against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Rams were home, of course, only the second team in history to be playing at home. And they get it done there, 23 to 20. Uh, it was a really solid game. Um, I'll just start here with the stats from the Rams. We have Matthew Stafford, who threw for 283 yards, three passing touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, in terms of rushing, we had Cam Akers with 13 carries for 21 yards on the ground. Not much else there. But through the air, Cooper Cup, eight catches, 92 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Odell Beckham Jr., two catches, 52 yards and a receiving touchdown. We had Bryson Hopkins. Four catches for 47 yards. Daryl Henderson went three for 43. And Van Jefferson went four for 23. I guess, Matt, I'll start with you. I guess just give me your thoughts on the Super Bowl and the Rams win. Yeah, this was a really good game. The Rams, I believe, were off to like a 13-3 lead. And then the Bengals took the lead after that. And then, yeah, in the fourth quarter, the Rams finally scored to take the lead once again. And then... Yeah, really uh, sad way to end for Bengals. Uh, third and one, they get stuffed. Fourth and one, Aaron Donald makes a big play. Turnover on downs and the game is over. So, yeah, it was a really tight game, like you said. And I was saying, like, I'm expecting the Rams to win because on paper they've got more talent and everything. But it just felt like the story... The Cincinnati storybook was going to end with the Super Bowl, but uh, sadly, they were one yard short. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the amount of talent definitely favored the Rams. But yeah, during the game, it looked like both teams were equally as good. It's just the Rams were able to sort of pull it out. Great game overall by them. Uh, Cooper Cup obviously getting Super Bowl MVP. Congrats to him. That pretty much just tops off one of the best wide receiver seasons of all time, in my opinion. Um, yeah, solid game overall. The Rams made the big plays when it mattered, especially there at the end, and they got it done. And um, I guess we'll get to the stats now for the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow, 263 passing yards and a passing touchdown. Also, Joe Mixon had that nice play where he passed for a passing touchdown as well. Um, Mixon also on the ground ran 15 times, 472 yards, and then th through the air, receiving T Higgins four catches for 100 yards and two receiving touchdowns he had a great game Jamar Chase five catches for 89 yards Tyler Boyd five catches for 48 yards I guess Nate uh, I'll just get to you on this game I guess give me your thoughts on the Super Bowl and I guess talk about the two teams I guess I kind of liked the Super Bowl overall um, both teams um, they had I guess some really compelling storylines story to get into the Super Bowl with the Rams we had uh, Matthew Stafford, um, I guess he kind of had something to prove because in terms of talent, he is a deep league quarterback at the very least, and he proved it by taking the Rams all the way to the Super Bowl winning. And I 
guess, for uh, Joe Burrow. He's, his story is kind of, I guess, being a really young quarterback, he was able to um, help lead the Bengals to, I think, basically their first ever Super Bowl appearance, if I remember correctly, or if not in a very long time. I, I so, think, yeah, it's it's been a while, but I think they've had some in the past. Yeah, so again, and Joe Burrow is... He's a really young quarterback. I think it's only his second year in the league, if I'm not mistaken. So I think in terms of talent, the Rams have bigger names on paper, but I think can't really sleep on the Bengals' talent too much. I mean, they don't necessarily have the best O-line, but they have a really good defensive unit. And in terms of um, receiving and in rushing, I think they're really balanced overall. So, And Joe Burrow is also a really good quarterback. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, in my opinion. So I think this was probably going to be a really back and forth um, Super Bowl, no matter what was going to happen. It's kind of unfortunate that I guess Odell got injured, but the Rams were able to to win. And I guess it's kind of unfortunate that the Bengals weren't able to win. I guess just the, um, the fourth quarter, they were pretty much just shut down by the Rams defense. Um, I guess the Bengals, they weren't able just to, I guess, get um, passes where, where it counted. And every time, I guess, Joe Burrow dropped, dropped back, the Rams D-line was just able to, I guess, um, get sacks when they really needed to. So um, I guess really good job by the Rams D-line and Aaron Donald. So, yeah, it came down to basically three points. The Bengals needed to get at least a field goal to take it to overtime. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do that. Yeah, I mean, that was a tough injury for Odell Beckham. I, I definitely agree. He he looked like one of the better players in that game for sure. And then another tough injury was when Joe Burrow hurt his knee there, I believe it was in third or fourth quarter. Um, he tried rolling out after that, and he just wasn't the same. A lot of his really key completions were after he rolled out of the pocket to get away from some of the pressure. And just him not being able to do that, he took a few sacks and sort of stopped the momentum. A lot of incomplete passes as well as he tried rushing to throw from the pocket. Yeah, it's just, uh, it was tough. Um, obviously, Bengals put up a solid effort. Uh, Rams uh, obviously get that touchdown there near the end, and then they get a key stop on fourth down. Uh, if, when you're playing in big games like the Super Bowl, you got to get those stops. Uh, they convert their own fourth and one with Cooper Cup, and then they get a stop there uh, to really seal the game. So, um, yeah, big congrats to the Rams. A lot of uh, key free agents coming off that team. Uh, obviously guys like Odell Beckham and others. And I guess a lot of veterans too, that it's nice to see them getting a ring. Um, I mean, you talk about guys like Stafford, Odell Beckham, Aaron Donald, um, Von Miller, of, of course, he already has one, but there's just a lot of good uh, older players on that team. And it's nice to see them get a ring. Um, I know they say the Bengals, they have lots of time to get a ring, but it's, it's going to be difficult for them, for them to get back. Obviously um, probably going to have to go through Patrick Mahomes again, most likely as he's pretty much the best quarterback in the league at this point. So um, yeah, uh, definitely going to be a tough road back for the Bengals, but if they can make it back, they'll definitely take a lot of experience from this game for sure. I definitely think so. And um, yeah, it's nice to see uh, the Rams get over the top this year. So yeah, I think uh, we covered pretty much everything for the Super Bowl now. Uh, so we'll just move right into the running back awards for fantasy football. 
Uh, it was a great season this year for running backs. Uh, for the most part, if you drafted a running back early, they returned a lot of value. Obviously, there are some exceptions. We'll get to that. But I guess, Mete, let me start with you first. Um, we'll, we'll start with uh, rookie running back of the year. I guess give us your runner-up and the winner of that award. Yeah, so for rookie running back of the year, for runner-up, I went with Javante Williams. He almost posted a 1,000 a yard rushing season, uh, splitting carries with Melvin Gordon. So that's really impressive. He was at 903 yards, so he fell 97 yards short. And then he also showed great pass catching ability. He had 43 catches for 316 yards. So that's a good amount of catches for a running back, especially in his rookie year. And yeah, if he was put in a workhorse role like my rookie of the year uh Najee Harris he could have possibly been the rookie running back of the year I think he he showed great skill so yeah maybe we'll see that this year as Melvin Melvin Gordon's contract is coming up and they might the Broncos might choose not to resign him so who knows? He might be a workhorse this year, so we'll see. And then, like I said, I already spoiled the rookie <laughs> of the year. It's Najee Harris, and I feel like it was pretty much an obvious one. He had a great rookie year. And like I said, he was given a workhorse role, so that really helped him for fantasy. And, yeah, from day one, he was just getting all the carries, all the catches. So next season could be even better for him as he's only a rookie and Pittsburgh should invest in the offensive line. I'm hoping they do. And yeah, right now they're without Ben Roethlisberger. If they don't find a new quarterback that might lead them to become an even more run heavy offense. So that definitely uh, favors Najee Harris for next year as well. And he showed great pass catching ability as well. So He's also another rookie who, or now he's a sophomore, but he showed that he's the complete package as a running back. Yeah, I definitely agree with those two choices. I mean, Najee Harris, obviously, we saw what he did with such a depleted offensive line. And of course, uh, Javante Williams, they were calling him Mr. Mr. Tackle Breaker because that's pretty much every all that he did, like he, he was great after the catch or a great after uh, get taking a hit, like he just churned so many yards. So yeah, two impressive players there. Um, Nate, let me get to you. Uh, get to waiver wire uh, running back of the year. I guess give us your runner up and then your winner. Yes, for um, waiver wire, um, I guess running back um, for the criteria. It's kind of the same as last week. I used. Um, whatever running back was drafted under 50% and um, their total fantasy points by the end of the season. So runner up, I put Eli Mitchell. He was drafted um, only 4% of, I guess, um, Yahoo leagues. And his total fantasy points was 155.5 for the season. So that was pretty good. Um, and I guess the winner is... Daryl Williams, who was drafted um, 2%. His total fantasy points was 172.5. So uh, they were uh, really good, especially considering where they were drafted. 
And um, I guess for the case of Daryl Williams, um, people didn't draft him because they were expecting Clyde Edwards-Solaire to um, have a really good season, but I think he was injured. So I guess that allowed Daryl Williams to kind of step up. So I guess for um, fantasy, there's always like cases where the guy who's starting, he's injured. So it becomes kind of like a next man up scenario. So congrats for Daryl Williams um, for being able to step uh, step up. Yeah, I mean, uh, for a guy like Eli Mitchell, I think he was like the hot waiver wire ad week one after the 49ers just used him out of the blue. So I, I definitely remember him being one of those main guys that everyone was trying to pick up. And then, yeah, as for Daryl Williams, like you said, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was hurt. He came in, he filled it, and he played well. So yeah, definitely a great waiver wire pickup this year. I guess speaking of injuries, I'll get to the injury running back of the year. Uh, we'll start with the runner-up. I guess my criteria was like the highest like fantasy points per game with like um, missing at least like three or four games. Um, so obviously um, – the guys that probably uh, either were drafted early or just performed really well, but got hurt, probably going to be uh, the guys I'm looking at. So I'll start with my runner up and that's Christian McCaffrey. Obviously he was drafted in the first round, a lot of leagues first overall. I mean, he only played seven uh, games on the season. Um, I think a couple of those were like fractions of games. Uh, he averaged uh, 15.6 half point PPR fantasy points. So he had a pretty solid year not sort of to his standards where he's sort of closer to that 20 point range and half PPR. Obviously, if you drafted him, there's a chance he didn't make the playoffs because uh, if your draft is a snake draft, you didn't get a pick until maybe uh, 15 picks later. So, uh, or, or more than that. So um, yeah, it, it was tough seeing him go down. Um, I mean, he's solid when he's in the lineup, but the past two seasons, it, he just hasn't been able to stay in the lineup. Uh, I would have given him an uh, injury running back of the year, but there was a guy that was averaging more points than him that also missed a similar number of games. And I'm going to give it to Derrick Henry. Uh, he only played eight games, so just one more uh, than Christian McCaffrey. But he led the league uh, in terms of uh, running back fantasy points per game and half PPR. He averaged 23, which is insane, his production before he went down. There's no reason why I, I wouldn't give him that award. Um, definitely a guy that probably would have been uh, MVP. I know, uh, Mette, you're going to get to MVP, but Derrick Henry definitely would have been MVP if he had played the full season as he was the outright leader um, in yards on the ground. Um, it, he wasn't the yards per carry leader, but he definitely was the attempts leader. So um, yeah, Derrick Henry, easily the injury running back of the year for me. Mette, I'll just get to you now. Um, get to MVP for running backs. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with your point with Derrick Henry. If he played even like 14 games, I feel like he could have won MVP as the numbers he puts up is ridiculous. But since he missed a lot of games, he didn't make it for me. So for runner-up, I went with Austin Eckler. He had a really good year and he continues to show why he's the best pass-catching running back in the game and yeah he posted amazing numbers uh 647 yards 70 catches eight receiving touchdowns it was a touchdown machine this season he also got 12 on the ground so 20 touchdowns in total uh yeah just a overall great year for him he saw a career higher in carries 
and he took full advantage of that. He's he also posted his career high for rushing yards, nine hundred and eleven yards. So, yeah, great season for Austin Eckler. And then my MVP, I had to go with Jonathan Taylor, uh, another running back who just had a stellar year. And yeah, he saw more carries and catches in his sophomore season. So another guy who just took full advantage of the reps he got. And he was the number one ranked uh, running back for fantasy. So yeah, I mean, he, he got really close to 2,000 yards. He was uh, just short by like 200 yards, a bit less than that. And yeah, he had uh, solid receiving numbers as well. Not the greatest, 40 catches for 360 yards, but he showed improvement from his rookie year. So that's all you're looking for at this point. And next season, he's going to continue being a big part of the Colts offense. And I wouldn't be surprised if his pass catching gets even better. Yeah, I definitely agree with both of those choices. Um, both of them were drafted around the same area as well. If you had maybe the eighth or ninth pick, probably picking one of those guys. So you definitely got good value there, uh, surpassing some of the guys drafted before him, guys like McCaffrey and, and Cook and others. So really solid seasons from both guys. And yeah, Jonathan Taylor, an insane season this year. Um, I guess, Nate, um, I'm going to bounce it to you. Um, I guess um, hand out your next award for us. So I guess uh, my next award is going to be uh, playoff running back. And I basically went off um, the best stats in the fantasy playoffs. So that's going to be weeks 14 to 18. And uh, first, I guess I'll give some shout outs to Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, and James Conner. Um, I guess on the lower end, Antonio Gibson and James Conner, they had pretty good um, fantasy playoffs. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler, they had um, pretty solid fantasy playoffs as, as well, but there was kind of a big drop off between the runner up, between them and the runners up and the winner. So the runner up is Devin um, Singletary. Um, he was really good for um, the playoffs. I think he had double digits every uh, week. And I think his best week was in the last week where he got 24 fantasy points. And the winner is Rashad Penny. Even though he didn't get double-digit points um, every week, technically, they, all the other weeks he ended up um, posting up like basically quarterback-level fantasy points. I think week 14, he got 26. Um, I think his best week was week 17, where he got 31.5. So um, those were really good numbers. So I decided to put Rashad Penny as the winner. Yeah, I think a lot of teams that sort of picked up Rashad Penny there near the end, they probably made a nice playoff run with how many great weeks he put together. Um, yeah, um, definitely. And of course, Singletary, uh, the Bills finally started to run the ball and it was great to see that he was able to get a lot of carries. Um, it, it looks like he's sort of the main guy there over Zach Moss. We'll definitely have to see how that works out for next year. But yeah, they both had great playoff runs for sure. Um, and then I'll get to the final award for running backs, and that's the bust of the year. It's probably an award you don't want to win. Um, I'll start with the runner-up. My runner-up is Miles Sanders. Um, I know he was injured for a part of the year, so I'm not going to harp on him too much. He only played 12 games, but he was drafted 
Um, I'd say in the second or third round, depending on your league, he was drafted pretty early, I'd say. And he was only returning uh, 8.7 half-point PPR points per game, which is definitely not good enough, especially if you used a top two pick on him. Uh, you were really disappointed with his production. I guess the fact that Philly just didn't run the ball a lot early in the season uh, really hurt owners of Miles Sanders. And then the fact that it ended up being a running back committee after a while when they did start running the ball. They were effective runners, but he just didn't get enough carries. So I have to give him uh, the runner-up for that award. The reason he didn't win the award is because there's a guy that averaged a similar amount as him, but he was drafted in round one in most leagues. And I'm going to give the bust of the year to Saquon Barkley. Um, I know I, I don't want to keep um, hating on the guy. Uh, he's had a, a tough time there in New York, but from where he was being picked, he just didn't return value at all. He averaged 9.2 fantasy points per game and half PPR. Um, that's not good enough if you're being drafted in the first round. You need to be averaging uh, around 15 points, I'd say, if not better than that, uh, considering um, that he's pretty much your cornerstone when you're drafting your fantasy roster if he's going that early. So um, he should have a better year. There's going to be a new coaching staff in there. Uh, definitely a, a rough season uh, by his standards, only 3.7 yards per attempt, which is uh, pretty low and only 500 some rushing yards, which is uh, another thing that uh, just wasn't good from Barkley. Um, he's dealt through, dealt with a lot of injuries, so I'll, I'll sort of give him a bit of a pass there. But yeah, he definitely was my bust running back for the year. And yeah, um, I guess a nice set of uh, awards that we handed out there. I guess, Mette, I'll just start with you. I guess any last thoughts, whether it's on the Super Bowl or on running backs this year? All right, so... Yeah, uh, it sucks that football is over. Uh, long off season, so hopefully it passes by quick enough. And for running backs, I feel like Nathan, you might have had uh, Patterson in last episode for wide receiver waiver wire, I think. And I was thinking about him when James asked you the question. So hopefully my memory serves me correctly because that was one. Uh, running back I did pick up and yeah he he had a great year but outside of that I mean there's not much to say except uh, it's just gonna be a long off season yeah I know it's gonna be tough without football for a good number of weeks um, I think when people picked up Patterson though they they added the running back eligibility after so I think maybe that's why um he, he didn't fall under running backs, which is understandable. But yeah, he had a solid year as well. I guess, Nate, let me get to you. I guess uh, give me your final thoughts, uh, whether it's on the Super Bowl or on running backs. I guess going to the Super Bowl for a bit, um, I guess I was just impressed by um, both Cooper Cup's ability to receive basically anywhere on the field, no matter how many people you put on him. But um I was also impressed by um, Matthew Stafford's ability to pass because being able to throw into triple coverage is kind of like you need a really good quarterback um, with high accuracy and you need a wide receiver who can catch consistently. And the Rams had both in Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And I guess just football in general, I guess – it looks like there's going to be um, a lot of really good teams next year. So I think football's in a pretty good place. Yeah, um, I was especially um, impressed with that no-look pass from Matty Stafford. Um, 
obviously you didn't really notice it in real time, but when you watch the replay, it was really impressive. And then, yeah, like you said, just the fact that Odell Beckham went down, everyone knew the ball was going to Cooper cup, but yet they couldn't do anything about it. It was pretty impressive as well. He definitely, he cemented himself in NFL history at this point, having one of the best seasons of all time. And yeah, he, not single-handedly, but heavy-handedly helped them win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, great uh, overall year for Cup. And, yeah, I guess as for running backs, I definitely think that um, if you pick guys early, most of the time they are going to return value as long as they stay healthy. Of course, Barkley was that exception this year. Most of the other guys going in the first round were really solid. So I, I guess it, it is okay to, you know, draft uh, running backs, I guess just depending on your your league settings. But, um, yeah, most of the awards we handed out were to early round running backs. So it's definitely really important when you're drafting, get those running backs early, most likely round one or two. You definitely want to have at least one running back. Um, there's still the workhorses for your fantasy team. They're still grinding out those points for you. So, um, yeah, definitely a great year of fantasy as well. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be the end of Fanatics Football for this week. So make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at fan fan podcast obviously it's the nba all-star break so we won't be having picks for that and the nfl is on hiatus for the off season so we'll have nhl picks up there for you you can definitely go check them out um, as for this episode we're on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, and google Podcasts. just make sure you like subscribe share hit the bell for notifications on youtube leave comments reviews all that good stuff and yeah guys um, great football season this year. Definitely exciting all the way up to the Super Bowl. And we'll talk to you guys on the next Peace. episode.